Space Podcast. Weird. That's right, it's weird. Coming at you. Back at the Lee Berry Studios. Why are you interrupting Mark Patch? Because we got a lot of stories we got to get to. Um, we're cooking today. Hi, this is Randall. <laughs> and you're listening. Get ready for some funny. <laughs> we don't have that anymore. No, we still have it somewhere. But we've got this miniature soundboard. And uh, it just doesn't have the same amount of buttons on it as the uh, as the big one had. I know. I'm the really big sad one. over that. We gotta get that working again. Well, Sarah's got know, it right now. She's she's trying to make it work. But you know, budgets are what they are. Budgets. This podcast didn't get any bigger. <laughs> yeah, our band. Oh, by the way, this is weird. This is the weird podcast, and not to be Debbie Downers. We were talking in the in the band meeting a minute ago, and uh, it was a band meeting. Yeah, we're just uh, you know, we were thinking that we would be living in mansions by now. Well, uh. We seem to have topped out, yeah, so we, to speak. We, we seem to have plateaued. Uh, plateaued is a better yeah, word. Yeah, My name's Aaron. <laughs> Don't mind us. This is just <laughs> this is just us working through something. But um, but hey, we're glad you're with us on this last episode of Weird. <laughs> Sitting across the table from me in the Lee Berry Studio One is my buddy Craig. Yeah, this is uh, this is Aaron. No, over. I'm Aaron. You're Craig. You're Aaron, and we're back at Lee Berry. Aaron Butterfly, and. Uh, happy to be here yeah um, i mean to be the last day it really is <laughs> don't scare people again well i mean you know we well okay let's let's pull the curtain back a little bit we'll okay. pull it back because uh this it, it's uh it's what's the word it's exhausting it's recording tired. a podcast it, it is tiring it's exhausting Twi- it, 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 it's enjoyable Twi- oh, i love doing it twice a week we do it and we get together and uh we gather all the show notes we find the weird news we do all that stuff and every once in a while we just look at each other and sigh like like, like like this. <sighs> like we're exhausted. And then we think to ourselves, why are we doing this? Let's just say, what a wonderful <laughs> world. Uh, anyway, we're going to see what happens. Uh, hopefully, uh, we'll pick up. The holidays are, you know, the, the last three months of the year are always the slowest for podcasts anyway. So You, you, you know what? So for you, our listeners that then, are listening then, now, and, thank yeah. you so much. Yeah, but you know what's funny is January rolls around. You go, don't worry, man. The, the <laughs> slowest three months of podcasting is January, February, March. And then we get to like April. You're like, man, everybody knows in the spring podcasting hits a lull. <laughs> That's not true. You are pulling You're pulling right. Our Nothing you say is true. But you know what's important? But what would Pops do if we weren't recording our podcast? He, he wouldn't probably, have anything to listen he'd to. Probably his, his complexion would clear up. He'd be in a really good <laughs> Speaking mood. Speaking of Pops, just had a birthday. I know. Happy birthday, Pops. And had this. You know, we were going to. I had to miss our normal recording night. It's now Thursday night. This episode goes live tonight at midnight yes. for, for tomorrow. That, you couldn't get much fresher. It doesn't get much fresher than this, but um, so Wednesday was Pop's birthday dinner, right? And I told you I can't record Wednesday because Pop's birthday dinner, right? Right. So I'm heading out of work. I told my boss he wanted me to work late. I said, no can do. I got I got no. Pop's birthday dinner. You said, nope. So I took off. And, he said, Senior Pops. And I got to Pop's favorite restaurant in the world where we're having this big dinner. My phone rings. And it's Lori. And I thought, well, maybe she's telling me she's going to be a few minutes late, right? No. What she says is she's locked her keys at the car in Nashville. I've got to turn around from Pop's favorite restaurant. You said, no, you said you get a locksmith. <laughs> I did not. You said this is a good time I to said, use AAA. I said, here I come to save the day. Here I come to save the day. So I ran in. I ran in and gave Pops his card, uh, wished him a happy birthday. Then I had to drive 15 minutes away from Nashville up to White House to get the spare key. Mm-hmm. And then I had to go rescue my wife. 
And I skipped lunch that day because I was having Pop's birthday dinner. I was going to just pig out, you know, you know, like we do sometimes. So you went from Hville to WHville. Yeah, that's exactly right. And then I uh, rescued my wife. By the time I got back home, it was already seven o'clock, and dinner was over. What the, did they? What was? The, what are you going to say? What the restaurant was? No, no, no. They don't pay the. They don't pay us. I'm done with the free stuff. What kind of food? Delicious. <laughs> It's probably Cracker Barrel, wasn't it? <laughs> no, that's my favorite restaurant. Pops has higher standards. You know what I'm saying? Uh, anyway. Uh, Subway? I'd like to wish my father a happy birthday. Well, you can't do that now. Birthday. His birthday's already Happy passed. belated. Happy belated. You know, Pops. I, I bet Alan didn't run out on him. No, he didn't. He did not. And you wonder why he's the favorite. No, I don't. I know why he's the favorite. <laughs> <laughs> he's better than every... Hey, you know what? It's Friday. It's Friday well, episode. Can I just say real quick? What? Isn't your wife's car new enough? Does, doesn't it have a keyless fob? It does not. It's got a real key. It's got a real key, yeah. A lot of cars have these mechanisms that do not allow you to lock yourself out of your car. I know. And mine like our, does. Our car. No, our car. I can't do we, it. We both are Priuses. We can't. Yeah. We can try all day. Can't do it. Poor Lori. Something's going on with her. She's uh, she's forgetting all kind of stuff. And, uh, Who we're, is? We're a little concerned. <laughs> but it's Friday, Craig. You know what that means? It's, uh, it's movie review time. Oh, I thought you. Were, I thought you were going to say it was the day before. Which we, we agreed in the meeting to skip this yeah. week because <laughs> neither one of but, us has seen it. No, no, I saw a movie. Did or you? What did you say? I, I in a in a rare, just a at random, not rare, random sort of thing. I'm flipping through the Netflix. Yes, you know it's the Netflix. That's fun to do. I enjoy that. And I see a movie that's not a fan favorite, but I'm going to watch <laughs> Spider Man Three. Spider Man Three. I knew it when you said not a fan favorite. I knew it because I'd already mentioned Spider Man to you. Well, I knew nobody likes Spider Man Three. Right. Yeah. So I went back and watched it, and I want to say about it. It. it if you watch it again, it, it has a few more. Redeeming, I haven't seen it the it, first time. It, 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 it's got a few more redeeming values to it than it. Uh, what, what got everybody was in the middle of the movie. Yeah. He's basically possessed by venom. He's 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 taken over, you know. And he's he does goes this whole emo thing in the middle. Of oh, the, I didn't see that. And it's stupid. I forgot about right? that. It yeah. is it is stupid. Yeah. But Thomas Hayden Church is Sandman. Yeah. I thought he was really good. Yeah. And and I, I think I enjoyed that movie. Actually. I think there are parts of that movie that are good. But I, but I understand, and I wouldn't argue with people that it's bad, good, whatever. I just think that it's not maybe as bad as people remember it. But also, yeah. Then I went back. Because I was in a Spidey mood at that right. point, yeah, and I watched the uh, Andrew Garfield, the Amazing Spider-Man, which, even though I like the new kid the, that's playing, I, I like the way they've done the new Spider-Man movies, um, or the newest one with the kid who's like, yeah, I like with, him with Robert Downey yeah. Jr. Or something. Okay. Yeah, I like him because he's definitely, um, you know, like a like he's what he should he's even more so than he's more so than what andrew garfield was he's he's a nerdy kid but what's great about the new guy which i'm blanking on his name is that he's he's i know that part um he's he's really immature yes which is he's a kid yeah he's a kid and that's what's great about the what they've done they've one upped the andrew garfield but great power comes great great responsibility responsibility, yeah um uncle ben may he rest in peace spoiler alert so Michael Papa John killed him in the very first one. He did. You're yeah. right. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Can I continue? Go ahead. So, I'm a big fan of Michael Papa John. That was before he started the pizza place. Yeah. And um, <laughs> it got all racist on everybody. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> Which he didn't. Uh, what was I going to say? Andrew Garfield. I, I'm a big fan of Andrew, Andrew Garfield because I think he's a great actor. And I love the little nuances he put in the character. I love him as Peter Parker. He's just, he's just, he's quirky. Yeah. And he's just really good. I like, he's a British guy. 
British guy pretending to be one of us, just mixed yeah, in. Yeah, and just so good at it. Um, and, and so I watched that one. But we and, can be British too. That's yeah. I don't know what that is, but um, <laughs> I seems like I. You watch. know my favorite thing about Peter Parker is that Peter Parker picked a peck of pickled peppers. That was Peter Piper who did that. Oh. Peter Piper lived down the street. I don't street even from, like Peter Parker then. No, Peter Piper lived down the street from Peter Parker who picked the peck of pickled peppers. Yeah. That was, you're thinking of <laughs> Peter Parker didn't pick the pickled peppers. That was Who's Peter Piper. Who's the pickled Peter, <laughs> Peter Piper. Oh, so Peter Peter, Park, Peter no, Parker didn't pick a peck of Peter Parker peppers. lived next to Peter Piper who picked the pickled, pickled peppers. Yeah. Well, where's Mary Mary? Why you bugging? Why you wigging? She wigging. <laughs> she be wigging. Okay, so that does it for movie reviews. So, well, that was a waste of time, wasn't it? But listen. What? I, I just wanted to, one more time, say uh, even the second Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield was not the fan favorite. I thought the first one was good. I like it. Okay. I like him, and you can't change my mind. I'm not even going to try. Um, hey. It, but but we, We've got another Friday tradition during the fall. You and know, I should also say there are some problems with that that movie, too. They're silly, but it's it's fantasy, right? Right. Anyway. It's time know, for the wanna, fabulous you, fall freebies. Stop the chump. You think people are like, could they get any lazier watching movies? Here's the thing. I don't have I don't have movie pass anymore. I do. My son uh, my son went without me to see Venom. He liked it? He lo- he said it was great. He liked it a lot. You got your tickets for a Star is Born yet? I would like to see that. You and my wife both. Well, Bradley Cooper. Intri- not a, I'm not a huge fan. Bradley Cooper intrigues me because he's one of these pretty boy Hollywood guys that can do anything. He can sing. Like he can, see, he uh, can sing. He can act. He I kind of like to see how Lady Gaga acts. Well, I don't think her acting will be spectacular, but she's she's really interesting. Yeah, uh, much more attractive when she's herself Absolutely. than the way she is. Yeah, on. because I've never thought her Gaga genre stuff no, she's, was. A, she's goofy no, looking. No, there. she's goofy looking. But in the she's, movie, she's she's quite attractive. Yes, and um, I think in very very talented. I think that uh, puts on a darn good halftime show. Yes, I was impressed with the. I'd say that was show, right yes. up there with Prince. Yeah, uh, Prince had a great or one. Michael Jackson. Woo-hoo. Um. So there's that. We, I think every episode we've mentioned Michael Jackson at least once. <laughs> he, he was the king of pop. An incredibly talented young Does man. Does that confuse people up north? Because uh, they think he's the king of like sodas, <laughs> the, the king of soft drinks. You well, mean, he did that Pepsi commercial. You mean Michael Jackson, the king up. of soft drinks? No, hey, that, was, that was one of the trivia questions last week. What? Where? How did Michael Jackson get injured? It was you, Pepsi Cola. That is, you can't use that answer again, though. Well, if you ask me the same question, I will. I will not be doing that. Well, let's go ahead and get to it, because it's time for the fabulous fall freebie giveaway. And tonight, what are we giving away, Craig? We are giving away this thing. and it's a, That's it's a, awesome. It's, it's a USB, like an LED stick thing that you can bend and twist, and, and it's got like a row of LEDs on it. Yeah. And you even gave me the name of it, but I'm not bothering to go look. It's a USB light stick. It's a goal zero. Yeah, you plug it into your uh, computer, and it shows... Uh, LED lights. You can it's shine it on Luna, your keyboard. Luna Touch LED light. It's a touch light. You touch it, turn it on, touch it, turn it off, whatever. The thing is, I've got to get two of these questions correct. Out of the three. Out of, and if I get the, if I get all three correct, you're going to throw in a 3D something. Um, I don't have that with me. Well, that's okay. We'll get it. Okay, here we go. Okay. I am ready. <clears throat> now, I, I, I picked these. And these are questions from the 80s, the greatest decade yes. in the history of the world. Yes. Okay. Um. Okay. Are you, are you ready? Yeah. What was the first game show on MTV? Remote Control. I can't. Are you kidding me? No. I'm not kidding you. Where's the... Oh. I used to watch it every day. It had Kari on it. 
Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna up the ante a little bit here. <laughs> you didn't think I was gonna. You see, you don't have any faith in me. You didn't think I'd get inky, blinky, stinky. It's not and that I don't either. believe in you. I just know you're gonna fail. <laughs> All right, mom. <laughs> I stole that from my mom. <laughs> no, I, I stole that from Dewey Cox. Oh, okay, that's a great line. It I, is a great. It's line. not that I don't believe in you. I just know you're gonna fail. <laughs> <laughs> kids i do not recommend that movie by the way parents that's i haven't not seen fam- it but that is it's a not great family line. friendly but if i guarantee you this if i edited if i edited out all the inappropriateness in that movie it would still be a amazingly funny movie it, it that movie it's like a johnny cash sort of parody you know what movie from that gener- from that era you know what movie struck me uh completely hilarious stepbrothers hot rod I've still never seen that. Hot Rod I made me that. laugh so hard. Yeah, I need to see that. Uh, All right, question two. The, okay, 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 okay. Uh, Here we go. Name the original comic strip Bill the Cat appeared in. Bill the Cat was in. Or, I can see him. Ah, I can. I can see him clear as day. Um. Oh my goodness! You, uh, Bill the Cat. I actually do a picture of him in art class. It was, uh, I can't remember the name of the comic. That's the answer you have to give me. <laughs> uh, is oh, golly, it was it was cutting edge when it came out. Bill the cat. Had uh, a little platypus guy too, I think. It had yeah, the real, yeah. Had the straight character, the guy, just the regular dude that yep. was in it. I can't think of the name of it. I must apologize to our listener. Bloom County. Bloom County. Yes, that was it. So this means you have got to get. I've the, got to get this one. The next question you have got to get correct, okay. or you will, or the listener, you'll, you'll no list, nobody wins anything. All right, hit me. What rock magazine that came out in the eighties is now Rolling Stone's major competitor? Spin. Good grief, you got it, man. Yes, Spin magazine. Look yes, at, I cannot believe you did that. All right, you so, really are good at this game. Thank you, you. Can you see through my I iPad? Cannot. No, your iPad is not. Uh, it's not transparent. No, but I'm going to open up the prize pool right now. The prize and, closet. Uh, uh, we've got one through a 94. Okay, let's see if she'll talk today. All right. Okay. Somebody's about to win a touch USB light, and okay. it's going to be exciting. One through what? One through a 94. 94? Yeah, one through 94. That's grown. Yeah. Wish the podcast would. <laughs> Give me a random number between one. Wait, hold on. What number? <laughs> 91? 94. 94. Yeah. Okay, ready? Yeah, yeah. Give me a random number between one and 94. It's 28. Okay, number 28. Uh, boss of Bam. Boss of Bam. That's neither of our children. No. no for <laughs> I once. don't know who Boss of Bam is, but hey, Boss of Bam, you've just won yourself a USB plug-in light. And uh, a, a crazy wonky 3D something. Uh-uh, because I only got two questions out of three. I didn't get the third. I thought we were throwing that in anyway. Well, if you're feeling generous, we can. I thought we were throwing that in anyway. Okay, if you feel generous, we can. Anyway, um, Boss of Bam, they're number 28. Email us, text us, do something. Let us know that uh, that you uh, heard it here, and you've got one week from right now to do that. And we play hardball. We don't. If you don't, we're not looking for you. No, we got. We don't per- even tell our kids we when they win. Kids, we had f- personal friends. Yeah, you think Brand Flake's ever going to catch up to the fact no, that he missed out? He is not. He just quit listening. This is how we find out if our friends listen anymore. <laughs> that's, exactly, that's how we find out if anybody listens. And this apparently, came, they don't. This came up today because my oldest, uh, my oldest, was talking about, and she said. She heard that E had won. Yeah. 
And I said, yep. I said, he won. <laughs> Savannah won. Uh, you know, somebody in your family. I said, Brandflake won. I Sarah. Said, you know, but she listens. Sarah does listen. She texted me, winner me. And I was all excited. Okay. Anyway. And you said you were not qualified to win. We've been gabbing for 16 plus minutes. So let's go ahead and hit the. Uh, Talk story. Could you do that again with some volume, maybe? Sorry about that. Here we go. This is one of my favorite ones from this past week. This talked was about. awesome. You know Banksy, who's the uh, graffiti artist that nobody <laughs> yeah. knows his identity. Nobody. Um, this anyway. was so beautiful. What a greatly thought out plan. Yeah, I, <laughs> it, it seems like it was. To me, it seems like it was a publicity stunt because there. I have some questions. Once we get through it, I'm gonna, I got a couple questions. Well, the thing is, he he hates for his art to be sold. I understand that, yeah. but the logistics of how it happened, I I have a couple questions. Okay, go ahead. Anyway, Banksy, this is the artist we're talking about. His painting self destructs after fetching 1.4 million at Sotheby's. <laughs> so in London. The British street artist Banksy pulled off one of his most spectacular pranks on Friday night when one of his trademark paintings appeared to self-destruct at Sotheby's in London after selling for $1.4 million auction. The work, uh, titled Girl with Balloon... I think most everybody knows what that looks like. uh, A 2006 spray paint on canvas was the last lot of Sotheby's Freeze Week freeze f-r-i-e-z-e yeah like uh mr freeze all right he was selling them tasty freeze oh okay oh, tasty freeze uh you remember the tasty freeze i remember that i don't think we have many more do we uh there's one up in kentucky i think that's kind of like that let's go right now yeah we're close okay you're closed we're, we're <laughs> um anyway Just think if we didn't have to do the podcast we could start meeting at dairy queen remember before this we used to meet at dairy queen like three or four nights a week remember that we paid, we weighed six thousand pounds oh man we did weigh a lot <laughs> i tried one of their uh pumpkin spot uh, the pump no pumpkin pie pumpkin pie blizzard uh and i had a, a i recoiled when i first tasted it i was like Whoa. did you get used to it was uh, it acquired have you had it no i have not uh, it was I, i'd start with a small i'll tell you what i did have and you know as much as i hate mcdonald's this time of year they have their fried uh pumpkin pies i can't live without them I just go stack up on. Um, I'll pull through and get a dozen. Bojangles has always year round has a yeah, sweet different. potato pie. It's different. Well, yeah, it's a sweet potato. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather pumpkin. have pumpkin. Yeah. Did you call me pumpkin? Hey, pumpkin. <laughs> anyway, they had this contemporary art sale after competition between the two telephone bidders. Uh, after a competition between two telephone bidders, it was an it auction. Was, it was an auction. Yeah, like that. It was hammered down by the auctioneer, Oliver Barker. You can stop now. You feel like the ambiance? I feel like I'm there. I'm distracted. It was hammered down by auctioneer Oliver Barker for one million pounds. That's Bob's brother. Which is very heavy. Yeah, he, he said spade your animals right before he started. Spay and neuter your pets. Yeah, right before he started. Uh, anyway, it went for one million pounds, more than three times the estimate. Estimate. And estimate. A, well, I was going to say estimated, and I stopped in the middle, and then it said estimate. You prefer the old estimate or the new estimate? The new estimate. <laughs> uh, and a new auction high for a work solely by the artist, according to Sotheby's. Well, when we heard the alarm go off, Morgan Long, uh, the head of art investment at the London-based advisory firm, Fine Art Group, who was sitting in the front row of the room. He must be in the front row. Said in an interview on Saturday, everyone turned around and the picture had slipped through the frame. It's incredible. It's magic. The painting mounted on the wall uh, close to a row of the Sotheby's staff members had been shredded or at least partially uh, shredded by a remote control mechanism on the back of the frame. A photo posted on uh, the private Instagram, <coughs> excuse me, account of Catherine of C- Caroline Lang, the chairman of Sotheby's Switzerland. Showed That's Johnny's mom, actually. 
Johnny Switzerland? No, Johnny Lang. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, showed a man in the sales room operating an electronic device. Now, okay, this is what one of my questions was going to okay, be. Okay, go ahead. Operating an electronic device hidden inside a bag. Ms. Long said she later saw the man being removed from the building by Sotheby's security staff. We've been banksied. <laughs> Alex Brankzik, Sotheby's head of contemporary art in Europe, said at a news conference afterwards, I'll be quite honest, Mr. B- Brasser, Mr. B continued, we've not experienced this situation in, in the past where a painting is spontaneously shredded upon achieving a record for the artist. <laughs> Sotheby's not. has not named the client whose 1.4 million purchase was destroyed. Well, I think you're about to say what I'm thinking. He did not have possession of it. Well, first of all, let me let me finish the last okay, couple sentences here. I've got a point I'd like to bring. International up. auction houses do not divulge the identities of their buyers unless the person requests it. But Sotheby's did say in a statement on Saturday, the successful bidder was a private collector bidding through a Sotheby's staff member on the phone. We are currently in discussions about next steps. Next steps sh- should be. He purchased it. it. It's just like if I buy something on Amazon. Right. If I buy if I buy a TV and you drop it. Yeah. You shipped it that way to me. It was messed That's up. A, what, yeah, you just I send I, it right back. What I, you have what I, I mean, obviously, they don't do returns on $1.4 million banks. You one of a kinds. If you bought but, it on Amazon, but, they but, would. but I'm sorry. I, th- I would think that you, you would hope that the system would side with this guy. Uh, $1.4 million. Now, on the other hand. There's a the, golden band? <laughs> yeah. On, on the other hand, it could be that. Uh, that uh, now that it shredded like that, concentrate. It, it, I know it, beca- it became it became even more valuable. See, this is the problem with Lee Berry. I know we have people watching us record. Yeah. Hey, y'all, <laughs> it, it gets a little distracting. No, don't go away. Don't go away. Y'all stay there. <laughs> so the um, the thing that what's funny is the one point four million. Now that this happened, it could very well make it more valuable. Yeah. That's exactly what I was wanting to say to you because it didn't exit the frame and it was right. obviously not set to. It 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 shredded. And stopped halfway. And I'm thinking, well, now it's even more rare than because there are others out there kind of like it. Here's my problem. Here, here's here's what I question about the whole thing. There's a video showing him supposed to be him. You don't see his face, you know, make creating manufacturing the shredder mechanism. Yes. Yeah. That's going inside the thing. Yes. And. Yes, it's been sitting like it's been sitting like that for years, apparently. <clears throat> So my question frog frog in the throat. Yeah. So my question is, am I supposed to believe that whatever was powering this shredder, which would take more than a nine volt battery? They said no, they said it was a they said the thing was extraordinary. It was heavy. Yeah, because a lot of the frames at Sotheby's are. Right, but if you saw what he put together inside the thing, a nine volt battery wasn't gonna run it. It was a it was a there. It was metal moving teeth in the thing, just like a shredder. Well, why do you think it's been sitting around for a long time? Because he, at one point, they say uh, he did this in the event that if one of his paintings ever did get auctioned, as if this was open ended, he did this as a precaution. So if it ever got I auctioned, disagree. I mean, no, that's, that's what, what they, I, I read. Know, I know that's what they said, but I don't. I think the whole thing was a prank from beginning to end. I think he set it up. He got it to he, the auction he might house. Have, he might. Well, I'm saying if it was not that, yeah. I, I've got a problem because. It, oh, you know, you've got the, more than that. I know. Uh, you got 99 problems and Banksy ain't one. <laughs> no, but you're 99 of them. Um, but he. Uh, <laughs> I can be mean to you. You can't be mean to me. Sounds like he's saying something, something Dapper Dan. Um, Dapper Dan. Dapper Dan. I'm a Dapper Dan man. Um, I don't want that fop. <laughs> fop. So. <laughs> like this place just a geographical oddity. <laughs> 
every time we talk about that, I want to go watch it again. So, so my, my thing was that there was somebody in the room. It had to have a fresh set of batteries in it. Batteries. Batteries. It had to have uh, a spare, not necessarily. It, yes. It had and a, lithium batteries can power all kind of stuff. I know that. They're also the most volatile battery. So, it's Banksy. It ain't going to go wrong. <laughs> he, he's, been, my, he's been spray painting the public really for 20 years. I really years, don't care. 20 years, and he hasn't been caught yet. I really, I really don't care how he did it. That's kind of cool is what I'm saying. <laughs> I thought it was beautiful. Did become John C. Riley? <laughs> no, you were Doug. No, I mean, no, that, that was no, Doug. That was Doug. <laughs> no, man, Doug's like this. Doug's got his own mic. All right, Doug's like this. Doug and Mike show. The <laughs> Welcome Doug to the Doug and Mike show. <laughs> you guys gonna die? I gotta work on my. I gotta work on my John C. Riley. I love him in the King Kong movie he was in. What's it's got it? a touch of Christopher Walken to it. Yeah, the it, it, when he was on the, King, the in the King Kong movie, what was that called? The, I don't know. I don't ever watch King Kong movies. It was great. It was the last one that came out. There's they. I, he's they've been the, making that movie every year for a hundred years. Yeah, but this is John C. Riley. Well, so what? Dude, John C. Riley's he's gonna he's doing a Laurel and Hardy movie. Oh, he, now that I'm he's gonna playing. See. Um, I saw a Stan clip Laurel. for that today. Yes. Stan, Stan was the big one, right? No, that was uh, or Oliver Hardy. Ollie. Okay, yeah. Ollie. He's playing Ollie. He's in a fat suit. He's yeah. in fat makeup. It looks amazing. Yeah. He's also in a, a comedy Sherlock Holmes thing that's coming out. Okay. I'll and also, that. while we're going to run off. Does it got uh, David Downey Jr., Morton Downey Jr. in it? No. No, this is a. Robert a, a, Downey no, Jr. No, this has nothing to do with that. It doesn't have Morton Downey Jr. in it. No, he's <laughs> the dead. Mouth of the South. <laughs> you couldn't see him anyway because the smoke. <laughs> Um, but, but real quick, while we're talking about movies again, off off the script here, yeah. Did you watch the trailer to the new Pet Cemetery? Yes, you sent that to me. But did you watch it? Yes. You don't re- you don't respond. It's like I'm talking to a wall. Well, I mean, what am I what supposed you, to what do? What did you think? I had a hard time replacing Fred Gwynn with John Lithgow. Yeah, that's difficult. But what? Twenty years have passed since the original. Yeah, and, and I'm not really sure it needed to be redone. Yeah, I think it did. Really? Yeah, I think it did. I read that book uh, before seeing the movie, and and I was disappointed with the movie. Well, is the book really great? The book's really good. Yeah, the book is really good. I thought. Does it have words? It's got lots. You know, Stephen King can't write a small book. Yeah. Well, no, The Mist is pretty small, but it was a novella. It was a novella. It was a Nutella. One of the greatest endings to any movie in the history of, of cinema. I'm a fan of the book more, though. No, 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 not me. This is this is one of them that breaks the rules for me because I enjoyed the movie no, more than the no, book. No, I, I love the movie, but what I, and, I, and I understand the ending and why you like it, but what I, what I was going to say, the reason I like the book ending yeah. is because he didn't paint a, a, a fix. It was kind of like, we don't know, this is just... If you read the book, I did. it's just kind of like... This is we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, it's not really a happy, neat little tidy ending to it. Well, you can actually work that into the movie ending too, because you don't know. You just you just see there's instant salvation for a moment. It it, <laughs> it is one of the most disturbing. <laughs> so Lori got mad at me for liking it. I mean, she's mad. every time I bring it up, she gets mad. Well, well, I mean, the thing is, if, if you've if you've seen the movie The Mist, you know what we're talking about. I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but let me just say, if you go watch The Mist, the movie after we talk about it right now, yeah. You need to understand in the last five minutes of the movie, you will most likely have either a drinking problem <laughs> or you will get or you will get therapy. Here's why I love it so much is it, it was an anti Hollywood ending. Yeah, it was. it was. And you know that people in the in, in the movie business are saying, no, we're not. And, doing I, and this. I'm going to say this and you can draw your own conclusions because it's not tr- it's not truly a spoiler because you don't really understand what's happening. If you haven't seen the movie, but I'm just in all fairness, it, yeah. it involves a child. Yeah. And I'm going to leave it at that. And parents. Yeah. All right, we'll add that because it's the ultimate in, oh, it's, no, you didn't. It's, 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 but it is, 
Can you? Oh my God! Just thinking about it. I love the movie. I love that story so much. And I'm not a big Stephen King fan. Like I couldn't sit and read his books. A lot of times I don't really like Dark Towers. I hadn't read Dark Tower or whatever. Uh, I'm going to though. I've seen the trailer for the movie and just to me, just didn't seem like anything at all. The movie flopped. Well, it just didn't look like anything I'd want to see. The story didn't look interesting. It's certainly not a Star Is Born. Is that? Is that the one from the seventies of Star Bo- is born that had the clown in the sewer? Yes. No, that was Barb. That was Barbara Streisand. I'm sorry, <laughs> I got that one mixed up. Should you maybe go to the next story? <laughs> this is our rambling episode. Uh, I think our band meeting set us free. Maybe we, it did. We we're freer than normal. Headline is selfie deaths, Craig, which we cover here every time they happen. It's a big problem. Two, it's, it's getting worse. Two hundred and fifty-nine reported dead seeking the perfect picture. Now, let's listen to this what? picture. Let's listen as I read this because I've got a lot. To, well, actually, it brings up some important stuff. But the quest for the extreme selfies have killed at least 259 people between 2011 and 2017. A 2018 global study has revealed. That doesn't seem like a much. That doesn't seem like a doesn't much. Doesn't seem like a much. Uh. <laughs> Two hundred fifty nine in six years. You know, we lose more people than that probably to uh, go kart accidents or something. Right. Okay. Researchers at the U.S. National Library of Medicine recommended that no selfie zones should be introduced at dangerous spots to reduce deaths. Stop right there. Okay. That's going to cause more deaths because you put up a no selfie zone sign. Everybody is going to take a picture of them in front of the no selfie zone sign. And that, that is like saying, don't press the big red button. Exactly. It's, it's just like that. And I continue. These would include the tops of mountains, tall buildings and lakes where many of the deaths have occurred. Drowning, transport accidents and falling were found to be the most common cause of death by selfie. selfie. But death by animals, electrocution, fire and firearms also appeared frequently in reports from around the world. In July this year, 19-year-old Gavin Zimmerman fell to his death while taking selfies on a cliff in New South Wales, Australia, mate. He said, that's not a selfie. Oh, somebody died. We can't joke about that. You just did. A 19-year-old young man died. Tomer Frankfurter, um, I love his hot dogs, by the way, died. Yeah, he yeah, died yeah. in California's Yosemite National Park in September after falling 250 meters while t- trying to take a selfie. And news reports like this were analyzed to compile the study. So they took all the, all the reported deaths by selfie, and they did this study with them. They found that selfie-related deaths are most common in India, Russia, and the U.S., with Pakistan and 72% or 72.5% of those reported are men, Craig. Men, which doesn't surprise That's me. That's weird. <clears throat> Do you have something? No. Okay. That's just odd. Previous just... studies were compiled from Wikipedia pages and Twitter, which researchers say uh, do not give accurate results. The new study also showed that the number of deaths is on the rise. Well, that's because more people have cell phones now than ever before. Well, and every time one other person dies, it raises the number. That's It's true. There were only three reports of selfie-related deaths in 2011, but that number grew to 98 in 2016 and 93 in 2017. However, and this is important, the researchers claim that the actual number of selfie deaths could be much higher because they are never named as the cause. And that's the point that I wanted to make when I started reading this thing. There are selfie deaths left and right. We just don't know it because they're reported as accidentally falling off and a, we don't care. Know, a bridge. Yes, we, there's actually, we do. There's actually a, uh, I saw a funny, have you seen the Tracy Ullman sketch where she's dying in bed? She says, I wish I just had more time to take more pictures of the food I was going to eat. <laughs> no, I, I like her a lot, though. You like her a lot. Certain road accidents while posing for selfies are reported as death due to road traffic accidents. There's a lot of those two people taking selfies and they of not course, paying attention to the road. 
<laughs> so the true magnitude of the problem is underestimated. It's therefore important to access the true burden causes and reasons for selfie deaths so that appropriate interventions can be made. Here's an appropriate intervention. Don't take a selfie somewhere that could kill you, yeah, I think, like driving a car. I think selfies are most appropriate. Like, let's say you're out minding your your own business, and you're, let's say you walk up on... Um, Let's say, let's say you let's say alligator. You, now let's say you, you alligator. What? Yeah. No, that would be a selfie. No, chat. let's say that you walk up and uh, let's say the late great Gary Richrath was still alive. Oh man! And let's say you walked up. Now you had to bring me down, didn't you? You walked up and you saw him and you went, "Dude, can we get a picture?" Yeah, exactly. It's like you put the camera. There's in front nobody of here to take it. I'm going to do it with my hand. It, or, or do you want to really? count on somebody to take it for and get it wrong well that ha- actually i had somebody take one of me and gary richrath one time that's a that's, that's like way that's, back in the 80s that's really that doesn't apply now though when he was in his prime when he was yeah alive the greatest guitarist in the history of music so no doubt about it well and uh, jimmy page will rip a song off you can't count on that guy that's a that's a that's a pretty tall declaration on your part he is jimmy hendrix even said gary richrath is the greatest guitarist on earth who said that jimmy hendrix he did not say that <laughs> Uh, he didn't say that. <laughs> he I'll, I'll tell you, he would give him a run for his money as Prince. Yeah, that's true. Prince, Prince, is, Prince most, is up he there. He was a brilliant guitar player. Jimi Hendrix actually said that about Phil Keggy, and that's true. That actually, you know, that that's may true. not be true. Really? And the reason I tell you that is, you know, Phil lives local. Yeah. And uh, I actually, a mutual friend of ours, uh, I think I remember him telling me the story about he asked them that question. And it, Phil's either really modest about it, well, he is. Or it really didn't really happen. It didn't you know, happen. he's only got nine fingers. Imagine Ooh. how good he'd be if he had ten. He only has nine? Yeah. He's missing a finger. Has has been. So has he got any, any leads on it? He's going to find it? I, I, I offered to help him look. Um. So would you maybe want me to go to the next story? Yeah. If I had a food fight button, I'd hit it, but we don't. Woman launches into burrito tossing tirade at Vienna CVS. Oh, that's where you go to get your Viennese sausages. That's, that's all they sell at that yes. one. Yes, and it's so good. No wonder she threw a burrito. Well, she look, said, CVS, who needs a burrito when you got Viennese sausages? I don't want to blow your mind here, but yeah. CVS stands for Classic Vienna Sausage. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, you didn't know that, did you? I did not. A woman came into the Classic Vienna Sausage drugstore <laughs> at 337 Maple Avenue East on September 22nd at around 1.19 a.m. brought burritos to the register and asked the cashier for cigarettes. Was she bumming one or buying them? Say, man, you got any cigarettes? Hey, man, you got cigarettes, man? <laughs> the woman became irate and disorderly when the employee informed her the store does not sell cigarettes. They stopped. That's right. CVS that is true. Yeah, I remember when them. they did sell them. Yeah. They don't have police said the woman then threw a burrito at the employee when did burritos become weapons i don't know we have and i'm not exaggerating we've had no less than probably four or five stories over the period of two years of a burrito somehow oh, being involved i bet if we counted them they'd be in the double digits remember we also had the burrito handed to a cop instead of a license but i mean time. literally as a weapon yes throwing throwing, them. yeah throwing burritos well they are easy to throw you couldn't really throw a hamburger <laughs> because it would like disintegrate it's like <laughs> but you could throw a burrito and they, they land with a thud <laughs> <laughs> The woman then threw a burrito at the employee, knocked over a display, uh, and the register. Then fled out the front Good door. Good grief! What was in that burrito? <laughs> Bath she, salts. She threw a burrito at the employee. The burrito knocked over a display and the register. It kept bouncing. It was a rubber smash. burrito. Officers searched the area but were unable to locate the woman. Oh, I thought they were going to say the burrito. Well, I said the burrito had no comment. <laughs> 
Headline is, new toy gun turns rolls of toilet paper into instant ammo. Did you ever throw spitballs as a kid? I'm sure I did. I want to tell you a story. This is a, this is a personal little Aaron story. Back in the uh, seventh grade, I was going to Gillisville Elementary. No, Gillisville Middle School. It's called, uh, it was junior high. Gillisville Junior High School. You went to G-Town. And well, I, wait, there's two G-Towns. I, I discovered that it, you could take a whole piece of notebook uh-huh. paper and soak it in your mouth and make the ultimate spit wad. And then throw it on the ceiling. No. I used to throw them at the – we had this Miss uh, – what was I'm, Miss, I'm, Oh, I forgot. I'm understanding name. now why you don't go to that school or you, she, you quit going to that school. <laughs> she was a math instructor. I mean, she was working on the she board. She was a math instructor? <laughs> I would sling these spitballs at the at the uh, at the what they called it a blackboard, but it was actually green. <laughs> huge, huge, huge man! It was huge. Anyway, back to the story. Shooting spitballs. That you, was it. Did you ever shoot some spitballs? No, no. Oh, we used to. I don't think we so. were rebellious children. I think it was because I would have gone home and I would have been in some serious i don't didn't want that kind of pain. oh i would have been i would have been in real serious trouble I would have fact, some, i got I in some bad trouble when alan used to do it because i got all his spankings for some reason i got all of alan's beatings growing up yeah he broke the plate glass window in front of our house and i got the tar beat out of me for it still haven't figured that is one that out. where tar comes from it is it came out of me okay shooting spitballs is kind of sophomore is the kind of sophomoric stunt i was uh i wasn't even a sophomore yet uh that every generation of kids seems to discover times change but the sense of humor uh, that thinks firing wet globs at friends and enemies is hilarious, which I still do, by the way. Right. What does that say about me? You're now not, you're in an effort to, in an effort to appeal to kids in the Bart Simpson stage of life. Toy maker Jack Specific has released the toilet paper blaster kid shot. That's not what that says. The toilet paper blaster skid shot, <laughs> <laughs> a contraption that automates the spitball process. The TP Blaster, as it's also known, is a toy gun that shoots damp pieces of toiler paper. Toiler, yeah, yeah. Not <laughs> editing this at all. No. It replaces the relatively slow, laborious, and disgusting process of making spitballs, loading them into a straw, and firing them at your friends and enemies. Instead, kids simply load a roll of toilet paper onto the feeding mechanism and fill the water reservoir. Then they pull back on the loading mechaniz- mechanism, <laughs> pump the handle twice, and pull the trigger to fire. It's completely unnecessary and completely immature, so of course kids will love it. We gotta order this. The toilet paper globs are about half of a single sheet, so you can fire over three hundred and fifty from a single roll. Is it a jumbo roll or a regular roll? That's gotta be regular. It has a range of up to thirty feet, Craig. Thirty feet. And we, ki- we gotta order this. Yes, we do. And kids can take because you already got the the uh, the bug the assault. Bug assault. Yeah. So if I get this and you got the bug assault, we've got everything we've written. Can, can I tell you, uh, to finish this last sentence, I'm going to tell you a bug assault story. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Jax recommends thin two ply toilet paper as thicker sheets can jam the mechanism. A tool is included that will help you clear any jams that do arise. So uh, one day, but not even a month ago, we I got the bug assault gun. And yeah. for those, well, no, I've had it longer, but I'm saying I had to pick it up yeah. because I had a fly who needed. I need I need to set an example. Was it Ethan? No, an actual fly. Oh, oh, okay. And um, so I get close to the fly, and and the bug assault shoots out table salt. Yeah, and it's like a shotgun. The closer you are, the more powerful it's going to hit the victim, and the further back it spreads out, and it's not as. Have you tried shooting it like at a watermelon you're about to? Because I love salt on a watermelon. Just kind of load that sucker up. You could try it. It's not like there's bug guts on the gun. The gun no, just shoots it salt. Shoots salt. So anyway, I hit the fly. We okay. This is kind of a gross story, but I'm gonna because I because I love my listeners and I want them to know that I'm just 
I may seem like I am so sophisticated, but I... Oh, really? Not really, no. So, (laughs) I shoot the fly. He goes flying somewhere. We don't know where he is. And the nice thing about it is you don't usually make a mess with flies. They just... They're gone. They're gone. They they fly. They stumble off and die somewhere or whatever. Okay. About six or eight feet away is our refrigerator. A little while later, Ethan walks by and goes, hey, I found the fly. (laughs) I had hit that dude. I had hit that dude. He had flown over to the side of the refrigerator and splattered (laughs) against the refrigerator. That is kind of gross. But the, the thing was... How did that even? I I could have. I cannot reproduce that at all ever again. Yeah, just it was just such a weird thing. But I'm gonna tell you, it was oddly satisfying. (laughs) Good, because I you know you got a violent streak, do you? No, no, I hate flies. Oh yeah, they're they're horrible. Yeah, is it my turn? Yeah, it is your turn. Hey, American Airlines flight was diverted because passengers wouldn't stop performing pull-ups on the overhead bin. A single passenger. No, I'm gonna say all the passengers. (laughs) They were. It was like an aerobics flight. (laughs) All right. It's a good thing the passenger getting his swole on, swole, <laughs> yeah. during a flight from Phoenix to Boston didn't ask anyone if they wanted to see the gun show. See, they did guns, <laughs> muscles. You better not mention a gun on the airplane. Otherwise, there may have been charges filed. An American Airlines flight from Phoenix to Boston was diverted to Kansas City, Missouri due to an unruly passenger Monday night. Ross Feinstein, the senior manager of corporate communications at American Airlines, tells Yahoo Lifestyle. He added that the passenger was removed by law enforcement and the flight redeparted from the airport, arriving in Boston 90 minutes late on Tuesday morning. David Morosky, who was on board American Airlines flight 2763, told local Boston news station WBZ-TV that the unruly passenger was a man who appeared to be intoxicated. Oh, you're kidding. Markowski said the man in question boarded the plane with a woman and two dogs and insisted on performing pull-ups on the overhead bins. (laughs) I already don't like him. First of all, we got uh, these two dogs we have to deal with during the flight. That's stupid, yeah. And now this clown <laughs> is pulling, yeah. doing pull-ups. Uh, he was leaning up against where you put the bags overhead, and a passenger came by and said, what are you doing, some pull-ups? And the guy actually grabbed onto it and started doing some pull-ups on the plane in front of everybody. That's smart. Markowski said. Markowski also said the man, whose identity has not been made public, ordered beer and alcohol on the flight before <laughs> things turned took a turn for the worst two things they should not be serving on airplanes right perhaps uh, they should only serve those when the plane's going down <laughs> craig just just free for all get as numb as you can <laughs> quick drink quick perhaps hoping to prove that his fitness is on the level of can't stop won't stop <laughs> he said fitness whole beer in my belly <laughs> the man refused to quit doing pull-ups until he finally reached his fitness goal and these are all hashtagged. Can't stop, won't stop, fitness go. He would not sit down. The flight attendant probably asked him about three or four times to sit down, and he refused to sit down. I think I'll say sit down about four more times. <laughs> and then he really got verbally abusive with her, starting uh, started calling her names, Murkowski said. The flight was forced to land in Kansas City, and the man was escorted off. Uh, uh, off the plane by law enforcement officials. FBI agents were at the gate to interview the passenger, but no one was taken into custody and or why charged. And why Why wasn't he charged? I don't get it. Because they had to divert the flight. That had to cost thousands of dollars. And not to mention, everybody was late forever they were going. Don't you think he should have been charged? Uh, Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm not going to... I wouldn't argue that, no. All right. Headline is, man stabbed in face and leg during an argument, Craig. You know what it was over? 
a cucumber. You know, <laughs> produce can really tear people apart. I love cucumbers. I don't mind telling you. I'll eat. I'll take a bite out of one like a pickle. You ever had? You ever had cucumber water? Yes. Yes. I love. My mom makes that. I love that too. She makes it for Alan, but I always get well, it. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not a, she's not actually making that for you. Not at all. No. no. As a matter of fact, if it's just me there, I have water. And if I bring a cucumber, she doesn't mind me putting it in there. But if Alan's there, there's cucumber water. You know what's coming up. Halloween's coming up, which yeah. means you'll get no candy from her. <laughs> but I bet Alan has Whoppers, Snickers, I don't remember him doing that on uh, Halloween because I, I already knew what I got on Halloween. But I would no, wake no, up. We had a discussion like last year about this. Remember? No, that was Christmas. It was one at some point I made an appeal to your mother to go buy you a bag of candy. Oh, that's true. Well, at Christmas time, Alan would always wake up no, before I'm talking me. About current day. You need to let go of the past. Uh, well, he would wake up before me and go he would do this on Easter. I, this is why today I love licorice because all I ever got Gross. in my Easter basket was licorice jelly beans. Because Alan would take all of the jelly beans, put them in my basket, and he'd take my chocolate and put them in his, and then he would proceed to tell me the Easter bunny didn't like me. Same thing with my stocking. It was always filled with fruit while Alan had all this candy. And he got it before me then, too. Anyway. Hey, you know what? <laughs> I digress. Well, not as bad as me. You know what I was going to say? What? Three web slingers. I'll give Spider-Man 3 three web slingers, because I never told you that a while three ago. Three out of five? Yeah, maybe two and a half. Okay. And That's then the fair. one And the one with Andrew Garfield. Talk about digression. <laughs> I, I just... I just thought maybe to break your cycle you were in, if I just threw that out there. Okay. Headline is... I didn't tell you what I said about Amazing Spider-Man. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, okay, okay. I'm I'll, give it, I'll, I'll give that one four Mary Janes. Really? I, I like the Andrew Garfield one. You like yeah. those Mary Jane, the candy Mary yes. Janes? Heck the, the yes. Peanut butter. Uh, but they're not as good I as Five Below has. I think Five Below has those. Bit of Honey, bit of honey is the king daddy. Bitty had it. Bitty Benny Hanna. Headline is man stabbed in face and leg during argument over a cucumber. A fight over a cucumber led to a man being stabbed in the face and leg. And with a knife, not with the cucumber, and his attacker suffering a broken nose. Imad Karim lashed out with his kitchen knife after Rob Warhani took the vegetable he was preparing for a meal at their shared accommodations. The knife caught Mr. Hani in the mouth, and as he as the pair scuffled, he was stabbed in the leg. Mr. Hani seized the weapon, snapped it in half. <laughs> You're not no stop me no more. Giving Karim a broken nose in the fight. You know, E almost got a broken nose this week. I hope he tapped out again. Uh, no, he well, he was doing that jujitsu stuff with yeah. MMA or something. I know. Came around, had to get X-rays and everything. Really? Thought they broke his nose. Is it swole up? It is all swelt. <laughs> it's swelt up. Kareem, age twenty-one, fled to his bedroom, and locked the door. He told police he took my cucumber and we argued. Kareem pleaded guilty to unlawful wounding and stealing of a cucumber after first saying he acted in self-defense. You know what's funny is you just assumed a lot there. The I guy's did. name's Kareem. Yeah. I know a guy from France. His name's Kareem. Um, uh, Calais Boom Boom. Yeah, Calais Boom Boom. Uh, French fry. His ba- uh, French bread. French toast. Hey, Robin Freeze. F-R-I-E-Z-E. We've already, that's twice in this episode that we've had that word. We, we were talking about the, the Banksy. Yes. Okay. A band name this week, Robin Freeze and Banksy. No. Banksy Freeze. Banksy Freeze. Uh... I think that was forced. Robin Freeze said his client, uh, who, his lawyer, Robin Freeze, said his client was, in an asi- was an asylum seeker who had fled to Iraq when ISIS moved into the area where he lived. Okay, you might have been right. He had been held in custody for six months after stabbing Mr. Haney, who was too afraid to leave his cell at the court to face the judge. Mr. Mr. Hanky? Mr. Freeze and Mr. Kareem had been bullied at the shared accommodation occupied by asylum seekers. He, he is slightly built, vulnerable, and frightening young man, he said. Mr. Haney, 
Mr. Haney, who had been reluctant. Wow, Mr. Douglas, <laughs> after reluctant witnesses in the proceedings, refusing to come back to court after the case was previously adjourned. So, if, if you're scared to go to court in Iraq, you just don't have to go. Jailing Kareem for nine months, the record of Bradford Judge Jonathan Durham Hall QC said he was satisfied that he had been uh, the victim of bullying at the house. There are two victims in this matter, the judge said, adding that he hoped the Home Office would not consider reporting. Uh, deporting Kareem. So that's all I got to say about that. The interesting part of that story was uh, a cucumber started a fight in which a man got stabbed. That's what man. put the weird in the story. Yeah, the cucumber. It's all about the cucumber. Hey, yeah. And this is a quote. Yay, not going to die, Oregon man says before deadly crash. Isn't that creepy? This 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 story has a creepy factor. Medford, Oregon. Yay, not going to die anytime soon, Richard Coda of bonanza i don't remember who on the show now he must play little john or something um appears to have written th- those words on his facebook page moments before fatally colliding head-on into another driver on a rural oregon highway thursday early thursday evening you think he was posting while driving i don't know that's, that's happened yeah it's kind of like a selfie death coda's wife amanda was also in the car at the time of the crash that's now great, both amanda coda and that's a great boston song amanda amanda coda yeah it was on third stage um now both Amanda Coda and Klamath Falls. What? Klamath Falls resident. Do you remember that song? Klamath Falls? No. Amanda? Yeah. It went, all I want to do when I wake up in the morning. No, that was Africa. No, that, that, was, was, Rosanna. that, was, that was Rosanna. <laughs> that was, I had the band. Anyway. <laughs> you added to the joke. I know. <laughs> that was oh accidentally added to the joke. <clears throat> <clears throat> I, do, I, do, I do remember the Boston song you're talking about. Yeah, it was a great one. Anyway. <clears throat> I love Third Stage, by the way. It, it didn't get as good reviews as their other albums. I, I like being able to finish the story. <laughs> now both Amanda Coda and Clam, and Klamath Falls resident Frederick go French ahead, go ahead, get it out. are being treated for injuries at two different Southern Oregon hospitals, and Richard Coda is dayed. He's gone. He, went he on was in. 37 years old. The crash reportedly occurred along Highway 140 near Mile... It's hard to say. I cannot say. <laughs> the crash reportedly occurred along Highway 140 near Mile Post 14, about 22 miles east of Medford. Oregon State Troopers were dispatched. Well, oh, that, man. That That's three deaths now. Uh, to the two-vehicle crash around 5 p.m. October 4th. According to OSP crash investigators... Are you down with the OSP? I'm down with the OSP. The Codas were traveling east towards Klamath, Klamath, Algebra, some kind of math, some kind of math, Falls, and their hometown of of Bonanza in a Dodge Neon. Richard, the driver, was reportedly passing other eastbound vehicles at a high rate of speed while in the westbound lane and while in a no-passing zone. Heading west, Frederick French, 52, was traveling in his Ford F-350 pickup. It's going to beat a neon down. A 350 <laughs> pickup truck is going to give a neon a beat down. Yes, Maybe. it is. As they, I don't want to spoil it, but it's already been spoiled. He dayed. He's gone. As they approached each other, both Richard and French uh, attempted to swerve onto the shoulder and out of the way. However, they both swerved in the same direction. You always swerve right. Swerve right. But see, not everybody knows that. Don't swerve wrong. No. <laughs> However, they both swerved in the same direction and ultimately met head on. Richard died at the scene. Investigator said Amanda, 33, was taken to Providence 
Medical Center in Medford. French was taken to Rogue Regional Medical Center. That was one that just showed up somewhere. <laughs> it had no record. They had Look no information. Rogue Regional <laughs> Medical <laughs> Center. They had no credentials. <laughs> they were just. It wasn't even supposed to be it there. It wasn't supposed to be there. Based on their apparent Facebook profiles, it appears the Codas have two daughters. That's very sad. Horrible. I hate to hear it. But it, the, the weird part of that story was he had just uh, posted, yay, not going to die anytime soon. I wonder if he'd gotten some good like health <clears throat> reports or something. It, it could have been. Who knows? Uh-oh. It's time for the Mark Patch Top 10. You know, Just, it's a coincidence. Mark Patch wrote the music for the Mark Patch Top 10. I know. Isn't that strange? It's bizarre. Maybe. Hey, Craig, it's almost Halloween, right? So we, we got some spooky top we tens coming up. <laughs> These are going to be spooktacular. Top 10 horror movies of all time. Now, this is according to IGN.com. I didn't get these at the top10s.com. So and here's the problem, too, is that there are so many good horror movies. There really are. I'm a big fan of scary movies. I am, too. Love I them. love... If I'm not in... Um, a lot of times, if I... You know, i got to be in a mood to watch a comedy. Yeah. Because i gotta, because I got to laugh. Yeah, that's right. But it's easy to fall into a suspense thriller yeah. or, or a horror movie oh, because you them. sit there and you just veg. I like that Geico commercial where she says, why can't we just get in the running car? <laughs> Said, yes, I've crazy? seen that one, yeah. <laughs> Let's go hide behind the chainsaws. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Number 10 of the top 10 horror movies of all time. The original Night of the Living Dead from oh, 1968. Yeah, a classic. Uh, number 9, top 10 horror movie of all time. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the 1974 original version. Creepy, low-budget feel. It's based on a true movie. story. Well, loosely. Actually, loosely based on Ed Gein. Who was a, a, a killer? And they, uh, he was actually, they pull different movies pulled from his story. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Ed Gain, I think it's G E I N, as I spoke, Ed Gain. Yeah. Gain. Look him up. He's a freak. <laughs> Number eight, never seen it, Rosemary's Baby. Not only have I seen it, I read the book when I was like 12. Who wrote the book? Uh, Ira Levine, I believe, wrote it. If I'm. You made that up. Remember that correctly? Number seven. No, wait. Number seven's mine. <laughs> number seven. Of the no, t- you just... Oh, yeah. Number seven's yours. Number seven, a movie nobody cares about. <laughs> no, I've never seen this one. Bride of Frankenstein. Have uh, you seen it? No. It must be a good one. It it's made the top ten. No, everybody knows her hair with the... With yeah, the, the lightning bolt or the whatever. Gray lo- the gray line going through it. The Chris Miko uh, stripe. God rest his soul. <laughs> oh, no. He's alive. Sorry, <laughs> well, Chris. God rest his soul anyway. He's probably exhausted. <laughs> he's probably tired. <laughs> Out there watching over the forest and whatnot. He is. So, uh, number six of the top ten horror movies of all time, The Shining. Oh, that's a pretty good one. I think you didn't like that movie. No, I like that movie yeah, it's, a lot. It's, 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 uh, eh. <laughs> There's so many good movies. And these I'm not feeling like these are all the best movies out there. And that is the only Stephen King-based uh, movie, I believe, in the list. But, um, you know, I like the book a lot. There's a glaring omission here, too. I'm gonna go we'll ahead. discuss I'm, it. We'll discuss okay, it. Okay, do you know what I'm talking about? Number five. The top 10 horror movies of all time. According to IGN.com, The Silence of the Lambs. Eh. Oh, I loved it. It was, a good, it it was a good movie. Very it was, good it, movie. It, to me, it would not fall under the best horror movies. Okay. That's, again, that's more of a uh, psychological thriller. Yeah. Number four, fantastic movie. Yeah, but I don't consider this a horror movie. It is a horror movie. It's a sci-fi movie. You, that is also true. Yeah. I will give you that one, and, and uh, you can move two spaces, please. I'll roll <laughs> the dice again. It's more of a sci-fi than I know horror. what that means. It didn't scare me either. It, it's still a great movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. Alien. Number three in the top this, this ten is my, one of my of favorite movies of all time. Not mine. Oh, I love this movie. It's still not a horror movie. I saw this movie probably six, seven times in the theater. I like Jaws 3. It's my favorite of the I have trilogy. it in 3D at home right now. Jaws. <laughs> Number three, Jaws. 
Number two, the top ten horror movies of all time. I have this one. Still love it. Fantastic movie. Yes. Psycho. And the number one. Or as they sometimes pronounce it, Psycho. <laughs> number one top ten horror movie of all time. According to IC or IGN.com, The Exorcist. Yeah, I still feel like I'm going to have to answer to God one day for watching that, that one. Was, uh, the, uh, that was, was bad. That was bad. So what What do you think that they had omitted? What's well, ha- Halloween. Yeah. Halloween, no, Halloween was 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 uh, and um, Friday I'll, t- I'll, the I'll tell you another um, Carrie. Oh, Carrie should and, be and, in and here. And here's the reason why I named both of those. Those were two movies that are examples of movies that people had never really seen that type of thing before. Yeah, and people left the movie crying. Yeah, Carrie, Carrie. Was Halloween. Good. First thing I've heard about Halloween. First thing are people leaving the theater crying, hysteric. So I would replace Bride of Frankenstein with Carrie for sure. Carrie needs to be in there. I'd, uh, I would replace Jaws and Alien to be honest with you. Well, I, I would put uh, I would put a Nightmare on Elm Street at number three. And there are a lot of really good uh, grittier uh, movies that you uh, I mean that really leave you going. You know, like yeah. really good horror movies. That's true, and it's that time. It's I also like, this time. And we've talked about it before. 30 Days of Night. I told Randall. He, yeah. I think Randall came up. He said he watched it. He was going to watch it. He was going to watch it. 30 Days of Night vampire movie. Yeah. All right, Craig. That's episode 217. Oh, and Ghostbusters. That's a good horror movie. Oh, it is not. That's a comedy, and it's not even that good. The dude, original was dude. pretty good. Hey. What? I was joking. Okay. Calm down, Francis. Lighten up, Francis. You touch my stuff, I'll kill you. I, I, was, I was joking about Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, the new one's a horror movie. Is that what you were talking about? It's a horrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're done here. We got to get out of here. We got things to do. Hey, we may be back on uh, Monday, maybe. Uh, you know, if we don't, our mood doesn't improve. That's true. We're going we're gonna to keep complaining until morale improves. Until our numbers improve. So tell your friends. Please, everybody, tell somebody to listen to Weird. If you got a rich uncle, tell him to, like, you know, give us a grant or something. Ulysses? Give us a Ulysses S. Grant. A Hugh Grant. A Pell Grant. How about 100 Grand? I love those. They're tasty. Darn it.